How's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to everybody watching out of campuses and online. Let's give all the mothers out there a big hand. God bless y'all moms. Thank you very much. You know, every year uh, we have Mother's Day and you give your mother's flowers and candy or dinner or whatever you're going to do. Um, and it is it's always a, a very small token of appreciation for um, you giving your life to us. And obviously I'm going to talk about that today, but we want to thank you for being who you are um, and what you have done. There's a song. How many of y'all know who James Brown is? Uh, okay. How many of y'all don't know who James Brown is, okay? If you don't know who James Brown is, you need to turn in your human person card, okay? Google James Brown, father of soul, okay? Give you some perspective. The song I'm going to refer to is very old, um, but the song is called It's a Man's World. Just chill. <laughs> Because I know how y'all like, oh, this is 2022. Hey, you can't be saying that. Listen to the song. It's a man's world, but it will be nothing without a woman or a girl. And uh, it's written, I don't know, in the 50s or 60s, but um, there's actually a commercial now of these, you know, uh, it's a woman delivery business somewhere overseas, and they play that song because these women are doing something women have never done. And it's basically, it's a man's world, but it'll be nothing without a woman or a girl. You got you to listen to the song. Um, uh, we thank you, ladies, for being who you are, and hopefully this um, uh, message will encourage you. Amen? Amen. Stand up. Some of y'all, y'all can't get past the title of that song. Y'all going to be like, I can't hear nothing else. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you that you made man and thank you that you made woman. And uh, thank you for um, our moms. We wouldn't be here without our moms. And we wouldn't be here, be who we are without our moms. And I pray you bless us and encourage us and encourage the moms. Lord, we pray for <clears throat> miracles today. We pray that you would encourage moms in a very special powerful, transformative way. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, tell, the, tell the lady next to you, happy Mother's Day. Just tell her happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Turn to 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter Four. If I didn't introduce myself, I'm Miles McPherson, and uh, welcome to The Rock. How many of y'all are from out of town? Say amen if you're from out of town. Say amen if you're from New York. Okay, 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 okay. We've got New York people in our other campuses as well. God bless y'all. I'm from New York, and <clears throat> I lived there until I was 22 years old and came out here um, after college. And where I grew up, we had a... Um, a lot of verbally skilled brothers. In other words, when it came to talking smack, we had brothers that can talk some smack. And it was so, they were so skilled, really our whole neighborhood was that way, that it just, stuff just came out whenever you were in conversations, sarcastic things would be said. You know, like if you didn't have straight teeth, they may say, man, your teeth are so crooked, my, your words got to do this to get out of your mouth. And, you know. <laughs> your breath smells so bad, I'm scared to swallow, you know. Um, your family's so poor, they can't pay attention. So they would just say stuff. It was just, 
it was just this flow, and and it was it was common. I mean, it was it was just how conversation. It was it was jokes. It was always messing around, always saying stuff. And, and some brothers they they would they should have been comedians because they were hilarious. Uh, but in these conversations, if you ever said something like that and and then ended it with your mama, <laughs> then it was like okay, different level. <laughs> Different level. As a matter of fact, when I was playing in the NFL, you know, guys would talk smack and talk trash and curse each other, all kinds of stuff. But if you ever injected someone's mother, it was a whole different level of, of, of retaliation. Um, today I want to talk about your mama. <laughs> it really, the sermon has nothing to do with your mama. It, it, well, it does, has to do with your mama. But I want to talk about consecrating your mama to God. Mothers are, you know, dads are feared and respected. Mothers are honored. You can talk about someone's dad, but you don't talk about someone's mother. For 40 weeks we spent in our mother's womb where your heart and her heart were about six inches apart. Your soul and your soul was right up against each other. And when, when a baby's born, it has been described that it's the first time your heart lives outside your body. More so with a mom than a dad. I remember my first child, I could not believe the amount of love I had for my first child, which was my daughter. It was the first time I felt like, man, I have, that's, I got to take care of that human more than me. By the time you get to your third child, it's like, you know, it's a whole different deal. It's like, hey, wait, yeah. <laughs> but can I get any anybody? <laughs> See, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. I remember my first daughter, when we left the hospital, right here in uh, Kearney Mesa, we went to the hospital, and we, the nurse brought us to the car, and we put the baby, baby in the car, and the nurse started walking back to the hospital. I was like, hold on, aren't you coming with us? <laughs> we don't know how to do this. You'll be all right. It just it happens. She'll, she'll, she'll be all right. Consecration. Let me look at consecration. Consecration is separation of persons from everyday uses for exclusive dedication to holy and sacred service. At the end of the service, we are going to pray for all you moms and set you aside to God. We know all your life you spend taking care of us. My mom died several years ago and, I, and she was um, in hospice at my sister's house. So, and when she was in the hospital, we were at the hospital two or three times a day and she had breast cancer and she passed away of breast cancer. And, and I almost on a daily basis was apologizing to her. And she was like, why are you saying sorry? I said, just for being born. <laughs> just for everything I put you through all your life and now here you are 81 years old and um, you've given your whole life. My mother had five kids within six years and she was 4'11 and she worked full time and, and my dad worked full time and they were together until they both died. And, uh, but she, she gave her life. She had five C-sections. And back in the day, a C-section wasn't like a little, it was like from belly button down. It was like, it was, it was a whole different level of diapers. Some of y'all don't know, diapers used to be cloth and you have to wash them in the washing machine. That was my era. So my mother was, the mothers back then in general were amazing. Can I get amen, ladies? And, 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 and not that mothers now aren't amazing. I'm not, I'm not trying to get you, get, I'm not trying to, you know, say just. But mothers are so selfless. 
And often they forget themselves. And often they suffer and don't realize they're suffering because they're taking care of some other people. And sometimes, everyone say sometimes, motherhood becomes their God. And we want to set you aside and give you time to think today about making God your God. Not that he's not. But to, but to prioritize more uh, your dependence on God. And then we're going to pray a prayer over you. Here's what we're going to pray. Uh, Luke chapter 6. It says, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over will be put into your bosom. We're going to pray that God would give you a blessing. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over will be, will be placed in your bosom. That God would give you abundantly more than you can ask or imagine in however you want to. Now... To set you up, because I always like to prepare in advance for praying for miracles. Um, to set you up, we are praying for moms, current moms. We're praying for moms who maybe, uh, it's in the past, your children have passed away. Praying for moms who are future, you haven't had a baby. Praying for women who have never been able to have a baby. We're actually going to pray that God would open your womb. Have we done that before? Absolutely. Have women come up to me after and say, you pray for me and I got pregnant, I couldn't get pregnant. 100%. So if you, if you have been having tr trouble having a baby, we're going to pray that God would open your womb because all throughout the Bible he does that as well. Uh, we're also going to pray for some of you ladies who <clears throat> you've had an abortion. And they told you that it was just tissue. But for some reason, your heart breaks. Your heart don't break for tissue. It was a person. It was a soul. We're going to pray for you that God would encourage you today, love on you today, and give you another opportunity Okay, so we're going to pray for all of that and whatever ever combination or relationship with motherhood you have, that God would bless you to overflowing in your life. Amen? Amen. Luke, uh, first King, second Kings chapter 4, 2 Kings chapter 4, um, context is that in these days uh, when a person had debt, they would be able to pay off their debt through service. And sometimes the Jews would become slaves or servitude. If they didn't have a job, they would say, we'll work it off and become a servant. So this woman whose husband died, her husband was a man of God. This woman whose husband died comes up to Elisha, a prophet, and says, dear Elisha, can you help me because they're getting ready to take my sons because I have debt. Can you help me pay my debt so I don't have to give up my sons? And she's going to tell him, she, uh, she, he is going to tell her, go out and get a vessel of oil and get the vessel of oil that you have and then go to all your friends and get these big vessels and God's going to multiply what you have so you can pay off your debt and live on it. God's going to do a miracle in your life. Now, all you ladies out there, I don't know whatever relationship you have with motherhood, you have burdens bigger than you can handle. Can I get an amen? It's just the way life is. It's the way life is for all of us, but especially for moms. Because you're not only caring for yourself, you're caring for your kids. You're caring for your, your husband or your baby daddy. Or, or, or maybe you just, your baby daddy has a headache. He's just a burden, but you still have this burden to carry. And you're like, God, how can I do this? How do I work and take care of my kids and, and, and worry about who's watching them during the day and what education they're getting, who's taking care of them, who they're hanging out with? How do I handle all this burden? That you will be able to say to God, God, today I'm gonna, I, I just gotta give it to you, and you, I'm gonna trust you to provide for me that job, provide for me that money to pay my rent, to feed my kids. When we have toys for joy every year, we give food out uh, at our Christmas outreach. We give toys, but we also give food. And I've had moms come to me all the time with bags of food in their hands, saying, "Thank you, I can eat." I, I can't imagine having that burden 
I never had to have that burden. I'm blessed I haven't had that burden. It's just how am I going to feed my kids? And so you, you carry this burden and, and, and so that, that's the burden of this woman. So we're going to look at five ways that this, we're going to pray that, and see how this woman has consecrated her situation to God and how God came through for her. She consecrated her worship. She consecrated her nothing. We'll see about that in a minute. Her opportunity, her privacy, and her vessel. Let's read it. Chapter 4, verse 1, 2 Kings. It says, a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elijah. She was the wife of a prophet saying, your servant, my husband is dead and you know how he feared the Lord and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be slaves. What do you have in the house? And she said, nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Everybody say nothing. Ah, we'll come back to that. Then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere. Everyone say everywhere. Say, er, where? Very good. Vessels from your neighbors. Empty vessels. Do not gather a few. Get as many as you can. And when you come in the house, shut the door behind you and your sons and pour all into those vessels and set aside the full ones. She went from him, shut the door behind her and her sons, brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said... There was not another vessel and the oil ceased. Then she came to the old man and said, go sell the oil, pay your debt and go you and your sons live on the rest. Number one, consecrate your worship to God. Moms. And again, when I say moms, I'm talking about past moms, present moms, future moms. All you ladies out there, moms, consecrate your worship to God. Don't let your worship to God, whatever that is, blend in with everything else you do. Be able to make sure you have time to set yourself and, and set your priorities on God is the provider of all my needs. And all the ladies say, God is my provider. That man ain't your provider. Now, he's supposed to do his thing. Absolutely. He's supposed to provide and do everything he can. But ultimately, God is your provider. God is your provider for encouragement, vision, clarity, peace, scrumph. You all know what scrumph is? Scrumph. Raise your hand if you don't know what scrumf is. Okay, it's strength. <laughs> strength, but it's, it's scrumf. It's strong strength. It's scrumf. <laughs> you learn a new word. Say scrumf. God is your provider. So she says, I'm going to go to the man of God because I have a God-sized problem. Please do not only go to God when you think your problem is a God-sized problem. Go to God for all your problems, whatever they are, however big thing, however insignificant, significant you think they are. Go, have that be your mentality because you're go, 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 go. I got to provide. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. And it's got to be, I got to go to God. And she comes to the man of God and she says, she says, your servant's husband, my husband is dead and you know he feared the Lord. So I fear God. So I'm coming to you. How do you help me save my kids from getting taken from me? I can't go anywhere else. If you can get in your mind that there is no place you can go ever. Now, it doesn't mean that people can't help you, not saying that at all, but God has to be your first option. And then let God guide you because you can go to people and get the wrong person and get wrong advice. Number two, consecrate your nothing to God. Consecrate 
you're nothing to God. Look what it says. It says, Elijah said to her, verse 2, what shall I do for you? She said, tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Everybody say nothing. God wants to take your nothing and make it a something. God, all I have is this GED degree. It's not good for anything today in 2022. Give it to God. God, I just have this burden I've been carrying. I've been depressed for 10 years. Give it to God. I have $20 in the bank. Give it to God. And when I say give it to God, I don't mean give it away. I mean, Lord, I'm, I'm consecrating this for you. Show me how to use it. I got one friend. Give it to God. I got bills upon bills. Give it to God. I'm not healthy. Give it to God. Don't ever think what God has given you or left you with is nothing. In, the story, in Judges chapter 6, there was a story named Gideon. Gideon was going to fight the Midian army. It's thousands of soldiers and Gideon had 22,000 to fight. And God said, I want you to get rid of all those 22,000 except 300. How am I going to fight those thousands with 300? Because I got to get the glory. So don't think that what little you have cannot stand me and your little is a lot. And so when you look at your big problem and you think, and the devil says, you don't have nothing, you're nobody, you don't have a name, you don't have an education, you don't have a lot of money, you're not necessarily the most beautiful person in the world, even though you might think you are, you might think you're the smartest person in the world. God says, don't compare what you have to your problem. Just give it to me and give it all to God. Because once you give it to him, he can take your, your nothing and put it and make it into something. Romans eleven twenty nine 29 says, the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. The gifts that God has given you, the opportunities that God has given you, the vision, the dreams that God has given you is all you need. It's all you need. But if it's just you and your dream, you and your gifts, you're done. But if you say, Lord, I'm going to identify that I have this little tiny jar, this little dream, this little glimmer of light and hope in my life, I'm going to surrender that to you. There was a man in the Bible, Mark chapter 9, his son was demon possessed and, his, and the demon would throw his son in the fire and in the water to destroy him and he would convulse on the ground. Ah! And, and, and Jesus said, do you believe I can help your son? He says, I believe, but I help my unbelief. I have doubt. Jesus said, that's cool. I can work with that. Just give me what you have. Give me the faith that you have. And Jesus healed them 14 words in, in the English. Number three, consecrate your opportunity to God. Look what it says in verse three. It says, he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere. Everyone say everywhere. Now, she said, I only have a little jar, just for one, enough oil for one person. Little tiny jar. He says, go get as many vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors. Say all your neighbors. Empty vessels. I don't want anything, you know, I, I want them to be empty. Do not gather just a few. This is God saying, I want you to give me 100%. Everyone say 100. No, not 100. H-U-N-I-D. Say 100. I want 100%. Go out and get as many as you can because you're going to see in a minute God's going to fill the vessels you bring. If you bring one vessel, that's the blessing you're going to get. And if you have faith for this much, that's what God will give you. Because if you bring a small vessel like that and God gave you a big blessing, it would all spill out and be wasted. The difference between successful people and non-successful people most of the time is not talent. 
Now, there are a few people, there are people who are more talented than other people. No question. I like listening to, um, well, I'm sure we all like singers, but certain singers make me cry when I listen to them sing. They just, I don't even know what it is. They sing. There's a, there's a video of Christina Aguilera singing a Whitney Houston song. And then as she gets to one of the choruses, she says, and now Whitney Houston, after Whitney Houston died, and they have a video, uh, 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 what a, a monogram, what's that, what's that thing called? A uh, holograph of Whitney Houston, and she's singing. I start bawling crying. Now, there's certain people that just have certain talent, but for the most part, the difference between successful people, whether it be in business, medicine, teach, whatever, is commitment. Sit. That's the difference. Sports, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was talented, but Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, talented. However, Michael Jordan got cut from his 10th grade basketball team. How many of y'all didn't know that, by the way? If you didn't know, Michael Jordan got cut from his 10th grade basketball team. He got cut from his 10th grade basketball team. But what happened was he got older and older. He says, I am, no one is going to outwork me. So if you're saying, God, I, I need a blessing from you, God says, go get as many vessels from all your neighbors, bang on the door, say, I got an opportunity, I need help. One of the reasons I love sports, not only is it be part of my life, all my life, but I love the metaphors of athletes in every sport. They get knocked down and get back up. Get knocked down, get back up. Matter of fact, I was watching uh, uh, some celebrity talk about running. And he said the reason he likes to run is because it disciplines him and gives him the opportunity to say no to his body. When his body's saying, I'm tired, I want to slow down. Nope. I'm tired, I want to stop. Nope. And you just keep going. Keep going. Give yourself an opportunity 100% to be what God has called you to be and to receive what God has called you to receive. There is a, um, a legend in India about a little mouse. And the mouse was scared of cats. And the mouse went up to a magician and said, I'm scared of cats. Can you turn me into a cat? So the magician turned him into a cat. So he's walking around purring. He's a cat, and all of a sudden he's cool until he meets a dog. He's like, he goes back to the magician and says, hey, magician, I know you turned me into a cat, but I met a dog. Can you turn me into a dog because I'm scared of the dog? The magician goes, poof. Now he's walking around instead of purring. He's barking. And then he walks around the dog. He's cool until he meets a wolf. And he goes, ah. He goes back to the magician and says, hey, magician, I know you turned me from a, from a mouse to a cat to a dog. Can you turn me into a wolf? Because that wolf is scary even though I'm a dog. He's a bigger dog. So he turns him into a wolf. Now he's walking around like, whoa, oh. And then, then he meets a hunter. He comes back to the magician and says, hey, Mr. Jewish, I found a hunter. Can you turn me into a hunter? He says, look, I'm going to turn you back to a mouse. He goes, why do you want to do that? He says, because no <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Uh, because no matter what body I put you in, you still have the heart of a mouse. All this don't matter. This is my jacket I bought like five years ago and I had the first time wearing it. I got my Lululemon pants. 
I just think I thought it out there. You know what I'm saying? I'm not getting any. I wish I owned stock in the company because I'm going to promote them all the time. Got some free gear or something. But uh, I don't get it. I don't get it. If anybody got a hookup, let me know. Uh, all this is just the outward. It don't mean anything. What's in your heart? One of the dangers of people who go to church is that when people come to church, we get in this mindset that if I go to church, I got to, I got to, Hey, praise the Lord. Hey, Jesus, word. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How many of y'all are flawed? Let me me say it differently. How many of y'all, numbers, how many, question mark, of y'all in all the campuses online are flawed individuals? Yes, flawed. I'm sorry. I talk so fast. Flawed. I'm from New York. I said, thank you. We got to come. We got to come to church. Come to church and say, Lord, here's my pain. Here's my sin. I'm going to get, I'm going to give 100% to being in this building and whatever campus you're in, watching online. I'm going to give 100% to the worship. I want to get everything God has for me. Because I promise you, if you're strolling in and you miss the worship and you kind of leave early and not, you're you're missing out on the blessing that God has for you. And the blessing's got to be here. It's not the looks, it's not the outward, it's what's God doing in your heart. 100%. Number four, consecrate your privacy. Look what it says in verse four. It says, when you come in, you shall shut the door behind you and you and your sons, then pour into it all those vessels and set aside the full ones. God blesses you publicly by based on what you do privately. If you see, when you see Jesus read the Bible and he'd walk around and heal people. Blind man, Jesus, I'm, I'm blind, can you heal me? He's spinning the mud, take the mud, heal him, go wash your face in the pool. And the guy would say, I'm going to go wash my face and I'm going to come back and get you for spitting in my eye. And he would go back and wash his face and he would get his sight. Woman had a, a blood flow for 12 years. She touches his clothes and she's healed. People crippled, he would just touch the cripple, they would walk. Leprosy, he touched leprosy, he'd be gone. Where did he get all that power? That's what he was doing in private. Praying all night. Look what the Bible says. Matthew 6, 6, when you pray, go into the room and where you have shut the door, pray to your father who is in a secret place and your father who sees you in secret will reward you openly. Luke 9, 18 happened as he was alone praying that his disciples joined him and he said, pray, who do the crowd say that I am? Say that I am. Matthew 14, 23, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up to a mountain by himself to pray and when evening had come, he was alone. Moms, I know your life is busy. But pray to God for the wisdom and the ability to have privacy with him. Whoever you can, ask for help. The man in your house, the older child, whoever, say, listen, I need time with God. Can you watch the kids? Somehow make sure that that time is most important to you, that you get to spend time alone with God, because it's in that private time that God's going to pour into you something that he can't pour into you when you're distracted with everything else. And God's going to do something in your life in that private time. And then look at the last, look at the last one, consecrate your vessel. This, I love this. It says, so when she went in from him and shut the door behind her, And her sons who brought the vessels to her, she poured it out. And when it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said, there is not another vessel. And the oil ceased. 
In other words, God says, I will fill up all the vessels that you bring me. What? God doesn't want to hold back blessings from you. Listen to what I'm telling you. God does not want to hold back blessings, blessings from you. And sometimes the blessings that, he, that you haven't received is because you haven't given him the vessel to fill it in. You haven't given him the faith to trust. Tr you haven't ha exercised the faith to trust him for it. You're just saying, Lord, I, I just, you know, it's like, it's like when we bless our food. Dear Lord, bless, bless my food. Ain't nothing wrong with your food. But what about, Lord, bless me so I can feed somebody else? Lord, thank you for getting me up today. Well, not only do I want to get you up, I want to use you. Lord, thank you for getting me through. No, I don't want to get you through. I want you to thrive. You know, one of the reasons that I love praying for healing, healing is not, hey, I, we just want you to survive. God, we want to reverse the pain in your life and remove the pain in your life. We had a, we had a, in our last service here, we had a testimony on stage because the lady happened to be here. On Easter service, I was walking around saying hi to everybody here in our, in our service and there was a lady with a bald head and I, it looked like she was sick. I said, is that bald head from uh, intentionally or are you sick? She said, yeah, I have breast cancer and I'm fighting cancer. I got to have a surgery. And I said, let's pray. Let's pray God heal you. Well, she came today and said she had the surgery and then the, and the pathology report, which comes back and tells the, 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 the level of disease in her body, they said, we don't understand. You have no cancer. God healed her. Now, you, you can decide, dear God, just please get me through tomorrow. No, dear God, just get me. Don't pray for a job. Don't pray for a job. Pray for a career. Pray for a vision. Don't pray for a man. That could mean anything. Is it? That, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, you may get a, <laughs> I mean, you, you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> don't pray for a man. Ladies, do not pray for, pray for a man of God who will love you and lay his life down for your life. Because if you, if, you, if you pray for a man, some dude goes, hey girl, what's your name? You're like, I guess that's what God sent me. <laughs> Listen, the devil's going to try to get his guy to you before God gets his guy to you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. <laughs> I told a story, but I'll tell you, when I met my wife, she, she wouldn't, she wouldn't uh, give me her phone number. I was like, yo, what's up, girl? How you doing? I asked her to dance. She said no. And then we finally danced. And the slow record came on. I said, can you go on a slow dance? She said no. She did not slow dance with me. I can't imagine why. Because I was a knuckle. You know. And then I said, hey, can I have your number? She said no. I was like, well, I mean, how are we going to see each other? I literally said that. How am I going to find you? How am I going to see you? You know what she said? Figure it out. And she left. Trust God. Trust God. Trust God. Say, Lord, I'm going to give you everything I have, and I'm going to trust that you are going to fill my vessels to overflowing. Because look what the Bible says. It says in verse 6, it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said, bring me another vessel. He said, there is not another one. So 
Here's how it works. She has this little thing of oil and all these big vases. And the oil just keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. And when the vessels were done, the supply stopped. I don't, I don't, I want to be that vessel that's constantly receiving from God. I don't ever want to say, God, I'm good. I want more. Everyone say, I want more. God has blessed you with all the spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. You have no idea what all means. I was in Hawaii a few years ago kayaking. I was doing a little video out in the kayak. And my wife was video. I said, Debbie, videotapes. I'm going to jump in the water and I'm going to talk about blah, 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 blah. She's like, okay, whatever. You know. <laughs> I jumped in the ocean. And I said, I want you to make sure you get the ocean behind me so people could see how big the ocean is. She's like, okay, I'm not a movie girl, but I'll do it. My wife tolerates me. She is, <laughs> she's not like down with most of the stuff I do. She's like, ugh. Like, I'll tell her, hey, Debbie, you know, I met some people who want to go over to their house. And, you know, she's like, are there going to be people there? Is there a house? <laughs> She's not a people person. She don't like, she don't like, how many of y'all are not people person? You don't like to meet people you don't know. That's her. And, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, that's, there's nothing wrong with it at all. And some people like people that they don't know. And some people don't like to meet new people. Nothing wrong with it. That's just how she is. So she's not adventurous. She's not like risk taker. She's very safe. She goes, goes to the store, comes home, cooks the food, eats it, watch a little, and goes to bed. It's just real, real pretty simple. Goes to bed at 8.30, the same every night, 8, 8 7.45, the, the, the pumpkin is starting to turn into, you know, it's like Cinderella. You know, it's all, it's, it's like, here it goes. She's, she's kind of going into her routine with the creams and the lotions and the sprays and all that, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, take this video. Take this video. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Make sure you get the angle. The boat's starting to shift. Just come on, go around, get this angle. And the whole thing was I'm swimming in this ocean. And I'm like, this is how much God loves you. How? Can you measure it? You can't. You can't even measure the distance on the top, much less the distance down of how much water is out there. And yet we're like, God, just give me a cup. He's like, that's it? You don't ask. So here we're going to pray. All y'all online on the campus, we're going to pray. And I want you to pray. And, and don't close your eyes yet, but I'm going to ask the ladies to put their hands like this. Don't close your eyes yet. I'm going to ask the ladies. And this is a receiving posture. Because we want God to bless you with something. More than you can ask or imagine. And fellas, you're going to do this. And this represents laying hands on somebody. But you do not touch any woman. <laughs> Dudes will be like, praise the Lord. How you doing, girl? <laughs> Pastor Miles said, I'm afraid for you. <laughs> do not touch. You are not sanctioned by the state of California and the Rock Church to touch anybody unless she is your wife. Oh, you know her, unless you know her. Okay. So just to be sure. And ladies, if, if you feel uncomfortable, just bam, just, just, you, you, that's okay. But ladies, you're going to be in a, a posture and, and we're going to pray for healing, revelation, relationship, opportunity, a baby, forgiveness, a God, deliverance. Some of y'all just... Want to die. 
God wants to give you life. So, fellas, I just want you to do this. If all the fellas can do that. And all the ladies can do that. Let's all bow our heads and pray. Lord, we know that we're all going to give somebody a card or some candy, some flowers. And that's all good and fine. But that candy will be gone tomorrow. The flowers will be dead in three days. And the card will be in the trash by midnight. But we want more than that. We want you to pour out of heaven a blessing on us. That can only come from heaven. We pray for healing. We pray for you to open up wombs. That woman who couldn't get pregnant can get pregnant. We pray for godly men. For you to bring godly men who will love and honor these women as children, daughters of the king. We pray for clarity. We pray for careers, vision, empowerment. We pray for freedom. We pray for joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. We pray for better, safer housing. And Lord, we can go on forever, but we just pray you open up the windows of heaven and pour into our vessel, our heart, the blessings of God. And if you have never asked Christ to be your Savior, we pray, I ask that you repeat this prayer with me. Say, dear God, I ask that you forgive me of my sin and pour out the Holy Spirit into my heart. Lord Jesus, thank you for being good to us. Thank you for our mother's and we pray that they would plan to spend time alone with you and identify the vessels that they're placing before you, that you would fill them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless y'all. God bless y'all.